And we are live. So, welcome to episode 190. Of an American Werewolf in New Jersey. I am the American Werewolf. Uh, in the house tonight, we've got Eric from Hey Internet. Eric here. What's happening, man? Good to see uh, you. Glad to be back. Glad to always be here, especially with tonight's subject. I'm very excited. Yeah, man. You know, I was, uh, I just kind of woke up. I woke up around 5 36 o'clock, and, you know, I try to make a habit where, like, I don't go right from my phone. I, I saw someone say once, you know, just like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, but at some point, you know, I, I reached for my phone and um, I started scrolling through Facebook and I saw this post on Facebook, which was the inspiration for uh, today's stream. Okay. Because I, it just hit me in the fucking head like one of those old Austin Power judo chops, you know, that, <laughs> uh, you know, I have in my bio all this shit that I like to do, you know, and it's horror and it's sci-fi and it's action thrillers, but it's also CBMs, you know, comic book movies and it's uh, MMA and, you know, it's also pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. So why don't I take some fucking time uh, to talk about pro wrestling? Because you and I talk about pro wrestling all the fucking time. Yes, we do. Uh, and you're sending me uh, video clips from back in the day, and I'm sending you video clips from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, yeah, uh, why not just fucking talk about it? So- we even there, I don't even remember what the episode was. I know it wasn't the, the the episode we did with Jay. But there was one time, I think we just went off like a Dr. D. Dave Schultz tangent, you yeah. know, when he slept or he uh, he slapped uh, the, the, uh, the announcer. Asshole. Yeah. That asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah God bless him. Yeah. He, he fucking that guy had it fucking coming, condescending yep. prick. Oh uh, yeah. And, you know, there, there was other uh, uh, instances where we've seen Vader grab some guy in Saudi Arabia. Yep, he got in big fucking, fucking trouble then. Yeah. Yeah, he got arrested in Saudi Arabia, which is not a small thing. But you know, uh, you know, he he was under protection from Vince, so you know they probably just you know, yeah. don't do that again. Don't, do that. <laughs> don't don't put us on the spot. You know, like, should have known better. Yeah, we can give you some fucking leeway, but you know, don't put us on this. Podcast. I love that clip because you know when Vader grabs a guy by the by the by the the shirt collar, Undertaker, he's just sitting there, didn't move a muscle. He's just no. like, "You fucking idiot! You should have known yeah. better." I'm not yeah. gonna get involved. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So before we get started um, on tonight's topic, which is what I wanted to talk about, uh, I thought I'd take a minute to uh, get into what my bona fides are and we could share it with the audience. Uh, cause this is going to go up on Spotify and, you know, all these other places mm-hmm. and, you know, and so people don't think we're a bunch of fucking tourists. Um, <laughs> my, my wrestling, um, background as a fan, uh, goes back to the days of Bruno San Martino. Okay. Um, and so I was there when Bruno was the champ. Uh, you know, he was fighting guys like Ken Patera with the swinging neck breaker and, um, you know, the days of Stan Hansen, mm-hmm. and, you know, classy Freddie Blassie, and, you know, the Grand Wizard, and, you know, all, all these guys uh, coming around to the age of Backland, uh, who scared the shit out of me. Not Backland, because Backland, we were talking about this the other day, what a stud fucking Backland. Oh, boy. God, yeah. Physical fucking specimen. He was very underrated because he had that whole howdy duty thing going. Yeah, he looked like Opie from, yeah. uh, what was Andy Griffith. Yeah, Opie that could break both your fucking legs. You know? Exactly. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah, I saw him the other day, like performing these feats of strength and his quad muscles and his fucking hamstring. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, this guy's a beast, man. Uh, but he wasn't all you know, jacked up and juiced up. 
It wasn't flashy. Um, No, it wasn't flashy about it at all. And it wasn't like a Luger or Hogan kind of build. Mm -hmm. Um, And he didn't come off that way, you know, sort of over the top. He, you know, was very much like, you know, the guy in your backyard or some, your neighbor. Uh, And so we went through that, through the Hogan phase, uh, you know, the Iron Sheik, obviously, and the Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat and Roddy Piper and Jimmy Snuka. Uh, This is how far back I go. And then somewhere around the late 80s, uh, I think I hit college and Mm -hmm. I kind of fell off for a couple of years. Uh, You know, life changes and, you know, suddenly your Monday nights are filled with different things. Uh, With me, it wasn't studying, unfortunately. So it took me a little (laughs) while to uh, to get through college, but I did it. Uh, But then in the 90s, catching on again uh, with the Monday Night Wars uh, and the rise of a little known promotion. Uh, I'm down here in South Jersey uh, called ECW. Oh, yes. Uh, I got a chance to see uh, the privilege to be in the ECW arena twice, Um, you know, to see guys like Rick Rude. Uh, Terry Funk, um, you know, New Jack and, you know, all these different guys. Um, I don't want to name drop the one thing I, you know, you know, I, I don't want to do that because, right. um, you know, yeah, it just doesn't come off. It doesn't feel right. But all good, uh, dude. somewhere around the late, then around 2000, shit shifted again on me and I mm-hmm. sort of fell off. Mm-hmm. I, I sort of, I fell off, um, you know, keeping a peripheral eye on things. And it's only recently in the past couple of years that I've started to have a resurgence in my interest and my love because it, mm-hmm. it is. I love yeah. wrestling. Uh, before MMA, there was professional fucking wrestling. And this is what you'd watched. You know, these were the fucking studs. Uh, these were the fucking fighters. You know, The Undertaker. Um, you know, the just, you know, fucking crazy George the Animal Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these Hell in a Cell things. You know, these these guys like Jesse the Body Ventura and Luger and Scott Steiner, you know, uh, you know, uh, when he became Big Papa Pump. Big Papa Pump, yeah. Uh, you know, guys like the Big Show and Andre, um, you know, the stud, you know, Harlem Heat, you know, these sorts of guys, you know, Stone Cold. Uh, before the Gracies were around, you know, these guys were doing it, um, you know, and fans were eating it up. And it's only recently that I've started to, you know, immerse myself back into it again. My, my issue for me personally is that right now I only have streaming services. So mm-hmm. I'm only getting access to Peacock, which is only doing um, like 30 day delay on Raw right. SmackDown. 30 days. I don't understand why. Um, I get to see the pay per views. Mm-hmm. And then you've been connecting me uh, with uh, uh, an app that I'm going to get on tonight. I'm going to get okay. on it tonight. I'm going to get on it tonight. Uh, and I'll text you after it's done just to let you know sure. to confirm. Uh, but that's my background. It goes back a long way. There have been some, you know, some gaps. Um, but I'm back. And especially now, my third year of YouTubing, you know, let's let's start incorporating some of this in here. Uh, why don't you let people know uh, what your uh, background is in pro wrestling? And so, yeah. Um, I, I got into it through my dad. And uh, I remember as a little kid, I had no interest in it. You know, none of my friends watched it that I knew of because, you know, it was, kind of, you know, in my generation, oh, you're in elementary school. You like wrestling. You you know, you're a loser type of thing. You know, you know, that shit's fake. You know that. But my, I knew my dad loved like the old NWA. I knew he loved Bruiser oh. Brody and he loved Abdullah the Butcher, you know, the mean guys that would kick your ass. But he yeah. was also a big Bob Backlund fan. He sure. loved he loved Bruno. He loved Don Morocco. Sure. So I remember, I I will always remember this. I remember the first time I actually watched wrestling. I, 
I woke up, you know, it, was, it must have been hot, so I was sleeping in the living room. I woke up, and my dad and my uncle were watching a VHS. Someone must have gotten the pay-per-view. It was WrestleMania six. Okay. That was the WrestleMania where it was Warrior versus Hogan and okay. Warrior won the belt. First match I ever saw was Colossal Connection, which was two of the toughest motherfuckers in the world, Andre the Giant and Haku. Oh Jesus. Okay. And they lost the tag titles to Demolition. And when I <laughs> and, and when I saw first the size of Andre. Oh yeah. And when he beat the shit, he you know, you know, bitch slapped Heenan at the end of that match. And then seeing like these colorful characters of demolition with you know the studs on, on, on the tights, but then the face paint, I was hooked. And then I couldn't tell you how many times I literally just watched that VHS tape. How many times I saw Warrior, Warrior, you know, as you know, as at my age, he was amazing because he was a comic book character come to life. You know what I mean? And then when my dad, you know, this was like my dad's way in. You know what I mean? So Saturday night's main event all sure, the fucking sure. time. Superstars yeah. and All-American Wrestling on Sundays. And then primetime wrestling. My dad allowed me to stay up late on school nights on Monday nights to watch <laughs> primetime wrestling because it was a fun like variety show. That's where it had, you know, McMahon and Hacksaw and Hillbilly Jim and they were talking to, you know, Heenan and Perfect and stuff like that. And it just steamrolled from there. And then I grew into where, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, where they had, you know, the over-the-top colorful characters, you know, the goofy shit, like Papa Shango putting curses on the Ultimate Warrior and, and stuff like that. The Undertaker hated him until he became a good guy, and then he's been my favorite ever since then. So, like, I've, he's been my number one since, like, 91. Okay. And it just steamrolled from there. And then in high school, perfect age for me to be involved in the Monday Night Wars mm -hmm. because that actually got me to watch Nitro. Sure. I remember because my dad would go in his bedroom at, at seven to watch the first hour of nitro. I wouldn't give a shit. I'd wait till eight o'clock and I was just strictly raw. Well, one day my dad comes in the living room. He's like, dude, why aren't you watching wrestling? Well, it's, it's not on yet. Razor Ramones on nitro. So yeah. I flip over and that's when Scott Hall showed up. And then yeah. every Monday night, boom, seven o'clock nitro, then raw. But I was always flipping the channel back and forth. And it just steamrolled from there. I'm still a huge fan. I've kind of dropped off with the recent stuff because I only have streaming services as well. Hmm. But with that, with you know IWTV, I have so many other outlets. But again, I also was into ECW. I remember yeah. ordering those VHS tapes yeah. from the ECW website, and that got me into Sabu, yeah. Terry Funk, because yeah. I didn't see old school Terry Funk. I I saw a 53 year old crazy Terry Funk. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer, who's been a favorite of mine for, for decades. Raven. New Jack. The first time I saw Raven and the, the fucking Sandman. Sandman coming out with a cake. That was my dad's favorite because he would come out smoking a cigarette and chugging a beer. You know, <laughs> that type of stuff. And it's just been a passion and, and just fun. A fun part of my life still to this day. I love talking. Yeah. Dennis is in the chat. Dennis versus the world. Yeah. He's a buddy of mine who, you know, we when we met, it was over wrestling on Twitter. And it's just, you know, it opens up so many things, you know, meeting new people and just enjoying watching two guys beat the shit out of each other. You know and what I mean? Two women. Two women. Yeah. Oh, women and beat the shit out. And then men beating up women and then women beating up men. Fucking midgets. Yes. Uh, you know, it's just. I remember know, I, the day when midget wrestlers would always be biting the referees on the asses to, you know, for the, <laughs> the King Kong Bundy slamming that one in at WrestleMania 3 or whatever. Remember the it was. Haiti kid? 
Uh, mm-hmm. the kid uh, when, uh, on Saturday night's main event. Piper uh, and when Cowboy Bob shaved his head. Yeah, 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 and he's calling for Mr. T to help him. Yeah. Help me, Mr. T, help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what but I loved on. is... No, okay, let's one let's second. Get to some of the, okay. One thing I want to say is what I also loved is how my taste changed as a little kid to now. Back then, I hated the heels. I, you know, you always oh. got to cheer for the good guys. But yeah. now, I, I, I love Roddy Piper. I think Macho Man was the best when he was a yeah. heel. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. So it's just fun to see how different things are now yeah. compared your, your to when taste, we were younger. Your tastes mature. I mm-hmm. have uh, a newfound respect uh, now later in life for uh, Aaron Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was probably one of the greatest and most underrated heels of all time. And when you hear him explain that the WCW or the NWA television title was always supposed to be in the hands of a heel, mm-hmm. it makes perfect fucking sense. Yep. You know, I grew up watching it every fucking week. This guy found a way to cheat and win. And it just pissed me off to know. And, and now I look at it, you know, through different eyes and I'm like, wow, yeah. He's like, sorry, guys, it was always supposed to be a heel having the mm-hmm. television title. You know, and he was just a perfect fucking heel. Oh, yeah. Um, hold on. So let's look at some of these uh, Absolutely. comments here. Uh, we got Verb saying, hey, what's happening, right. man? Uh, thanks Welcome. for stopping in. Uh, ECW, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I was uh, an hour, you know, I'm down there in South Jersey, um, you know, down by the Jersey Shore, Atlantic City. Uh, so we'd take uh, the train into Philly and uh, go see some ECW. It was great stuff. Um, three year, congratulations. Thank you. I'm in my third year. It hasn't quite been three years yet. I think January will be three complete years, but yeah, my third year streaming. Um, Andre. Yeah. Um, I would fuck with him, man. I heard, I I saw a video the other day where I forget who was, it was Jake Roberts and he was telling a story about how Dick Murdoch and Blackjack Mulligan invited Andre down. Uh, to their like Midwest promotion, and mm-hmm. they tried to cheat him out of money. And then, Andre, and then Andre like went to confront them about it, and apparently they had already decided that well, Blackjack Mulligan's three hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, you know, Dick Murdoch is three hundred pounds. We can take this motherfucker. And mm-hmm. apparently they tried to jump Andre, and he beat the living. He like threw them both through plate glass windows. Then he hailed a taxi. Threw them both in the fucking uh, trunk of the taxi. Have you heard this story before? Mm-mm, I haven't heard this one, no. Threw them both in the trunk, closed the trunk, uh, got in the taxi and said, take us to the hospital. He opens up the <laughs> trunk, picks them both up by the fucking belt and walks them into the hospital and goes, fix up my friend and tell him I'll meet him back at the bar. Like he didn't hold the grudge. He just beat the shit out of yeah. him. He's like, give me my money and, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll settle up later at the bar. That's one of the best episodes of Joe Rogan is when Jake the Snake is telling Andre stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you ever, yeah. like, the, the one where he was, like, Andre's driver? You know what I mean? And yeah. He, but, but one of my favorite Andre stories is um, why is it every time, you know, the, the, the show's over, the boys want to go to the bar, relax, you know? Why is it, why do everyone always want to pick on the giant or the island boys? You know what I mean? They always had to fight the barbarian or Haku. Well, Jake told this story. Andre's in the back, you know, he wants to keep to himself. He's got like Tim White and just the usual boys with him. And once somebody was heckling Andre, threw him, threw a beer can at him, hit him twice. Andre just kind of sh- shrugged it off. Third time's a charm. Beer can hits Andre. Andre gets up. Now, this is a drunken seven foot four, 500 pound dude coming your way. 
I don't know if they didn't know how big Andre was, you know, sitting down or not. So apparently they went, they escaped in their car and they tried to get away, but Andre was holding on to the bumper. They couldn't pull away from it. He did that to the car. And what happened was they stopped. Andre then gets onto the side where the door is and then lifts it up and shoves it over. So they're still in the seatbelts upside down in their fucking car. Cops are called. Cops show up and they don't do anything to Andre and they just look at the car. They look at the size of Andre and they're just like, <laughs> these guys started it. You're good. And they let Andre go back to the bar. You, you, you can't get away with that now. You couldn't get away with that now. You know, mm-hmm. it's a completely different world. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure for the better, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you couldn't get away with that now. But, you know, that reminds me also, you know, I, I started out watching this WWF. Mm-hmm. And then sometime around my teenage years, um, the the programming um, in my area changed, television program, and Saturday morning, start, or Saturday afternoon, I think noon or something like that, or 1 o'clock, started to show NWA. Okay. And I got to see something completely different, a completely different tone. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't have that humorous tone. Right. Uh, it was Dusty Rhodes. It was Flair. That was the first time I saw Flair, and Flair for me is my GOAT. Uh, he's the GOAT for me. I mean, just the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Road Warriors. Yes. Uh, the Four Horsemen. So you had mm-hmm. Sting. And, you know, back in the I also had Saturday night's uh, UWF with Cowboy Bill Watts uh, when it was the Blade Runners, Rock and Sting. It was Warrior yep. and Sting, yep. you know, and, you know, all these. And sometimes you'd see, like, NWA guys there for some mm-hmm. reason, you know, they would show it was just great. But that reminds me of what you were saying about the WCW, the Monday Night Wars, and the WWF. They had they had a different tone to it. Yes. They had a, the, 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 uh, and I was a hardcore WCW fan mm-hmm. uh, back when it came to those uh, two promotions. Obviously, I love what WWF was doing back then. You know, we've shared many videos and had mm-hmm. many a laugh, uh, but I loved um, those old WCW and Nitro, the NWO, especially the formation of it. I've yes. never seen anything like I that remember, before. I was, like I said, I was in high school and we got that pay per view and we never really got. WCW pay-per-views until the NWO started invading. So we had to get the the bash at the beach where it was Hall and Nash against the three WCW guys. And when Hogan came out, you should have heard my dad yelling at that fucking team. That stupid son of a bitch. Oh, it was, was, it's a beating up fans. You know, this was back before the curtain was pulled. There was a fan trying to get in the ring. They don't show it on the network anymore. I still got the, the VHS. Hall and Ash, they're jumping on him, trying to knee him, trying to keep him out because he wanted to fucking kill Hogan, yeah. throwing the trash in the ring. You know? Oh, yeah. Great, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. People took that shit. I, I actually got into it because of my mom, uh, who was into pro wrestling. Okay. You know? So that was something that we were doing together on Saturdays. You know, my dad's into re- watching, you know, uh, the Phillies game. Uh, you know, he's reading the newspaper or some shit like that, or he's out, you know, doing something mm-hmm. with the car or some yeah. shit like that. And I, I'm watching fucking wrestling. Uh, hold on a second. We got some more comments. We got Dennis versus the world. What's happening? Thanks for stopping in. I was a nerd back then, staying up late watching the syndicated shows. Uh, I'd take notes on a legal notepad, giving grades. <laughs> Slept all day the next day. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your teachers didn't appreciate that. Uh, the gorgeous <laughs> ladies of wrestling, Verb is talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was something, too. Um, it probably doesn't get its just due. No, um, for you know, its contribution to bringing women into wrestling. I mean, that's where Ivory came now, from. Yeah, if you remember Ivory, she was one yeah. of the Glow Girls. Yep. Yeah, and you know, 
women now, I mean, you and I, that's all we ever talk about is Rhea Ripley. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, not just from being a fucking hottie, but I mean, she's just, she's a fucking stud. Yes. You know, she is just a fucking stud, man. I mean, she's just picking girls up and slamming them. And that match at WrestleMania with Charlotte Flair, mm-hmm. one of the best things I've seen in a very long time. Uh, giving grades is awesome, Dennis. Um, it was before Meltzer and the star system was yeah. <laughs> the pro yeah. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, uh, Andre. Uh, yeah. yeah, the cops knew not to mess with him. Nope. Um, Dark Hogan, Hogan was crazy. My mm-hmm. uncle was so mad he went, yeah, nobody had ever, like, it was unfathomable. Mm-hmm. It was unfathomable that, like, what, you know, it, it didn't make any sense, you know. And what was great about Hogan being a heel? It wasn't just him being a bad guy. He was a chicken shit. That's what yeah. made it good. Yeah. He was always yeah. hiding behind Nash and Hall. That's yeah. why he got the else. big show. And yeah. yeah. That's what made yeah. him great. Yeah, everybody else was um was gatekeeping for him. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was gatekeeping for him. And like nobody ever got to uh, Luger got to him once. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldberg. You know, yep. every once in a while someone would get a punch. But then for a while there, it was just it was just whoever you thought was going to go up against them ended up flipping. Mm-hmm. And you're like, get the fuck out. You know, yep. come on, you know, yeah. come on. Yeah, and then, then it would end. It would like end on that, you know, for Monday. And you, what the, fuck, you know? Or the, I remember the like the one time, you know, that he he got a clean loss, other than you know, you know Goldberg and, and and Luger, and you know they didn't get the belt back in a fucking week or something. It's like when this was a, a Bischoff is now involved. You know what I mean? Eric Bischoff, yeah. Roddy Piper beats Hogan clean in the middle of the ring with a sleeper hold, and then the very next they say, oh well, it wasn't a title match, so they still were able to keep Hogan with the belt. That that type of shit. That that was great until it wasn't. Yeah, that was that was one of the greatest things that ever happened, until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the reason I the, the big thing that I wanted to get into here, and we, you know, it's taking us twenty minutes, but that's why we're talking about wrestling. So yeah, um, was something I saw today, and I saw it on the pro wrestling world in my Facebook feed. Uh, give me a second, and I'll bring it up. And sure, I, I'm not. I'm not taking a position on this, but it's the it's the subject of the stream. Uh, should Chris Jericho retire from in-ring performances? Uh, and somebody brought this up uh, from the pro wrestling world on Facebook. This is from a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see they've got sort of an unflattering picture of Jericho. My understanding is Jer- this was from a few years ago. Okay. And that Jericho has since lost. He had kind of a health scare. He put on some weight. Mm-hmm. had kind of a health scare. Jericho is 52. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my understanding is, and I'll get into some other things a little later, um, that he's gotten himself back into into good shape, good fighting shape again. Um, but basically, it says should just should Chris Jericho just retire? He's a shadow of his former self in the ring. Certain people are only pretending he's awesome because he's in AEW. Those same people would chant, quote, please retire, end quote, if it was in a WWE ring. And then uh, it's hashtag Florida, man. Now, the pro wrestling world, I put a link in the description, and I also put a link uh, for Eric's YouTube channel, mm-hmm. uh, has a podcast that is on Spotify. So the link to the Spotify podcast is there in the description. Go check these people out. I don't just want to rip off their content. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the link to Eric's YouTube is in there as well. So uh, if you're uh, 
checking it out. Go give him a go give him a sub. He's got some really good stuff on there. Thank you. Um, there and then there was another one on there, and I, I kind of wanted to follow it up with this, and then we could just kind of generate some conversation. Sure. All right, here we go. And there's on the left, and then there's the new Jericho on the right, you know, looking yeah. much leaner. He's in fighting shape. Mm -hmm. um, and it says, what does Chris, this is from yesterday or okay. a couple days ago as well. What does Chris Jericho bring to wrestling today? It certainly isn't the match quality. Chris Jericho of the last few years has more duds than wins. Yes, he had a hell of a match with Cody Rhodes in 2019, but his match with MJF is the worst MJF pay-per-view match you can see. Fact is, the best matches that feature Chris Jericho now are multi-man matches like Blood and Guts. I I'm not exactly sure that's fair. Mm -hmm. You know, Jericho is 52. Right. You know, so I I'm not sure the writer is, I'm sure the writer isn't scrapping in the ring, you know, right. and so on and so forth. But it poses an interesting question, which we'll get to. So in the ring, he hasn't brought that out since his feud with Kevin Owens, maybe New Japan work. He does still have a good match here and there, so he might not be on the last page of his career just yet. That said, he's still amazing on the mic. Mm -hmm. There are still lots of things he can offer. He can be and still is a great character, and there's no question about that. He's still a genius at reinvention and even extended it into his extended it to his faction that changes every couple of years. He still brings attention from the networks as they like him, so that helps a lot too. However, I can't imagine... It won't be long before Chris Jericho retires from in-ring competition unless he really is the next Ric Flair, LOL. I absolutely love his AEW theme, just saying. Uh, and that's from David from PWW. Okay. So, I mean, I, I don't have a position on this, and I certainly don't want to disrespect Chris Jericho uh, mm -hmm. because I think he is one of the best to ever do it. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think that he quite gets the the respect that he deserves in that goat status. No, you he know, doesn't. Maybe, maybe in the coming years he kind of will. Uh, maybe it's because he's still active. Mm -hmm. You know, and still like a major player uh, with these sorts of things. Uh, I remember Jericho. Let me just say this real quick. Sure. I remember jo Jericho going back to the ECW days. Mm -hmm. When he was Lionheart Chris Jericho and this crazy fucking blonde guy from the Hart family dungeon was doing these crazy fucking moonsaws and just, you know, working the mic. He was fucking hysterical. And then he came to WCW for a while. He wasn't there for very long, as I recall. A handful of years. He was there for, all right, so he was there for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I and I hate to say this, my number two all-time GOAT before the fucking hellish thing was Benoit. Yeah. And watching him work the mic on Benoit, who wasn't strong at all on the mic, mm -hmm. um, and calling him Chris Benoit, yep. uh, you know, and, and all these different things was funny. And then to see him come to WWF, WWE as uh, Y2J. Yep. So I, I've been following this guy for quite a while. He's 52 years old. He's got to be one of the best. Uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, see, I the, he was already in WCW when I got to know him, and he was like, the opening guy, you know what I mean? The first couple matches, they'll throw him in yeah. when we need another guy for a six-man tag. It wasn't until they let him be a heel. That's when his his stuff came out. Again, shit-talking Chris Benoit. Yeah, My Chris favorite Benoit. thing with Jericho in, in WCW was when he was feuding with Dean Malenko. 
And oh, okay. Dean was the man of a thousand holds. Chris Jericho was like the man of a thousand and one. And <laughs> what was great about Jericho, I, one of my favorite things he ever did with Jericho or Jericho ever did was when he, right before the, um, the commercial, he had a list and the paper was like a fucking mile long. He was reading off all the holes. He said arm bar like 20 fucking times. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Then they went to a commercial. <laughs> and Jericho said this because he wanted to get the fans hot, you know, pissed off. At yeah. So he would just keep saying armbar to just to piss off the fans in the crowd. So when they came back to TV, they would be like wanting to, 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 to fucking kill him. And then once he leave, and it was great, you know, he was trying, he was always finding a way to get the TV title out, keep it on him. And Dean Malenko was always getting cheated out of it. So it gave Dean Malenko, who couldn't talk to save his life. But right. he could yeah, get yeah, yeah. in the ring, gave right. him something to do, and people were cheering for Dean Malenko. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah and yeah, when yeah. he did, and then he 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 left, went to WWE with the 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 Millennium Countdown. Why and, and who do they throw him with? The Rock. He interrupts a Rock promo, <laughs> and the Rock made him look like a fool. And what was great is. People don't. I don't think Jericho gets enough credit for like his facial expressions. Yeah, he came out looking like a dork with like that, you know, the pebbles, Flintstones. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, ponytail yeah. and just like the, the the scowl on his face when The Rock was asking, "Who the hell are you?" Type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, he was so good. And what I don't get is, you know, people, you know, that article saying he should retire. He knows how to change with the times. And that's what's so good about him. He knows, hey, if this isn't working or I've been doing this for so long, I'll go away, tour with my band for like, you know, six months, come back totally reinvented. And it's like the Jericho of old again. Yeah. I think I think people will honestly appreciate Chris Jericho more when he is gone. And that's how yeah. it is. You don't appreciate what you have until you don't have it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking uh, about uh, the, the six man stuff. He's got to change his style, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. He can still get it. I, like, I don't watch AEW, so I right. can't judge. Right. But he's not the first person to do that, to switch uh, to tag matches or something like that, to keep the longevity. Yeah. I mean, he has to, you know, he's not going to kill himself. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 it'd be unfair to ask him to do so. Mm -hmm. You know, as you get older, your style has to be able to modify for longevity. Yep. You know, uh, we, I was just saying, somebody was saying something about uh, Flair, um, and it was that video where he, uh, remember, we, and by the time he got to the WWF after WCW, and he started to parody himself, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, like, like the musical chairs, you know, and he'd just yeah. start wooing, you know, for no reason, and then he'd start dancing, and that was when he'd get the fucking, you know, it would go against him. Yeah. You know, somebody would say, wow, they really fucking misused him there. And I, I just said, you know, you, you can't have the Ric Flair from the late 80s holding the tights mm -hmm. on Brock Lesnar in the big show. Right. You know, it has to change. You know, it, it has to change in such a way that, you know, it's still respectful to him. Right. But it, it's not so ridiculous that you're just like, I mean, what the hell is this? Mm -hmm. you know, and the fans still love him. Yeah. Like, I, there was this thing the other day where, like, the big show was going off about something, and he just looked at him. He's like, he's all disgusted. Are you done? Yeah, you know, and yeah. shows like don't do it, Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Don't let these people talk you into doing something stupid. And yeah. he starts taking off his Rolex, and like the big show just throws the fucking mic down. All right, come on. Yeah, if I gotta do him. this, yep. Yeah, hits him like two or three times, and then he starts to do woo woo woo. He starts dancing. Show just clocks him one time, and he's just out. Yeah, 
You know, but it's just, it's still Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still Ric Flair, but it's an older Ric Flair, you know, that's self, their self-realization. Yeah, they're self-aware. And the thing is, with someone like Ric Flair, with someone like, say, like The Undertaker, or someone who's been around a long time like that, Jericho, they've, I think they've earned it. You know what I mean? They've yeah. earned what they've done, changing these personas over the years. They've earned the fact that if they, now, you know what? They can have a little fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Flair, Flair, I wouldn't say a buffoon, but he was definitely more comedic in his when he was, you know, backing up Triple H. You know what I mean? He would yeah. get his ass yeah. kicked out. It's Rick fucking Flair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's proved what he needs to do. Right. And he doesn't have to go 60 minutes anymore. Exactly. That's what I loved about Chris Jericho. This was before when you weren't watching. When he was when he finally came back and he did that team with Kevin Owens. Some of the best chemistry I've seen Jericho have in a long time he would come back and his gimmick at the time you know you know he would come back everyone would be waiting to do, where where have you been you've been gone for like five years he wouldn't say a word on the microphone even in the ring with the microphone in hand for like his first two months just okay. to piss off the fans you know what okay. i mean they okay. teamed him up with kevin owens and jericho thought he was the star and owens would you know hey you know we're best friends and then, you know chris jericho would take off his little his little towel give it to kevin owens and when jericho wasn't lo looking owens would just you know toss it behind his back type of thing <laughs> so it was like this little rivalry type of thing and jericho made it work because his comedic timing is so good yeah on the mic he is yeah. good in the ring he is great on the mic and he knows what works he knows who he works well with. It's amazing. You would think, well, no, I guess that's not true, but how few people actually get it that, get that good. Mm -hmm. You know, because like you can be a, a great in-ring performer. And, you know, nowadays the athleticism is just off the fucking charts. I mean, mm -hmm. you even look at somebody like one of those Paul brothers. That mm -hmm. guy's a real fucking, they're both real athletes. They really are. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, they're almost they've almost both got a professional wrestling gimmick going. Mm -hmm. you know, just everybody wants to see them get their ass kicked. Mm -hmm. You know, and they, they just keep paying money and showing up to see these guys get their ass kicked, and they kind of never do. Right. You know, and so it's not it's not a fluke anymore, you know, uh, mm -hmm. this kind of thing. Um but to be able to just you know, do that thing on the mic that he does with the timing, how hard that is. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it's something that you just kind of naturally kind of have to have. Yeah. You know, to be a Dusty Rhodes, to be a, you know, to be a Ric Flair, to be a Roddy Piper. Mm -hmm. um, personally, Hogan was, Hogan just kind of crammed it down your throat. Right. You know, he kind of crammed, you know, what you're going to do, training mm -hmm. players, vitamins, yeah. these sorts of things, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, the real, like, uh, you know, maybe Eddie Guerrero, mm -hmm. you know, who was another one who was just, you know, like priceless on the mic. You know, yeah. these sorts of things. Just had um, to give them the chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, because you would have guys that were great during performers, but like you said, sucked. Malenko. Mm -hmm. Malenko couldn't talk his way out of a wet paper bag. No. Benoit wasn't far behind. One no. of the greatest in-ring performers of all time. Yep. And I, I, I you know, I, I don't even want to put an asterisk next to it because right. at this point, there's no point. Right. Um, but he just he couldn't talk to save his life. No. You know, and so he was like the strong silent type. And mm -hmm. when you get somebody who can put both of those things together, The Rock was another one. Mm -hmm. uh, Stone Cold uh, was another one. And that's what they always say. They always say what makes a good baby face is a great heel. 
Hogan couldn't talk. You know what I mean? He had his, you know, his his usual stuff, prayers, vitamins, what you're gonna do. But you give him Roddy Piper, right. who will shit talk you under the fucking rug. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that made it believe. I and mean, what was great is like you said with the with like the Paul brothers, you wanna see them get their ass kicked. They never yeah. do. But if you don't buy that one ticket on Monday, and you that's the, the, the day you miss it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I you I, the the air the athleticism has improved. Yeah. Now everybody is just a freak fucking athlete. Mm -hmm. You know, especially, I mean, you get maybe like the top tier, somebody like Brock Lesnar, who's been doing it for 20 years. I don't know what the wrestling community, you know, overall opinion of Brock Lesnar is, but the guy mm -hmm. is just, yeah. I think he's just a genetic freak. Yeah. Um, insane athletic ability after 20 years mm -hmm. of this he's still doing the craziest shit mm -hmm. um i mean i and, and what, what i like about brock now since he's kind of come out as you know a lot of people call him country brock or a cowboy brock you know what i mean he looks like like this these last two uh returns he looks like he's finally having fun hmm. and i think that improves it a lot you know what i yeah. mean it improves what he does in the ring. He's not just there to kick ass and leave. You know what I mean? He, he can do that, but now you can tell he's, it's, he seems like he's putting in more of an effort. Like, when, I don't remember who he fought. Um, Cody Rhodes? I don't remember who it was. It was the match, like, at SummerSlam or when he had, like, the fucking tractor trailer come out and, like, lift up the ring. I think it might have been Roman Reigns. Like, okay. he was having a blast, you know, that type. And it was good to see. It makes yeah. for a good match. But, I mean, getting back to Jericho, it mm -hmm. never looks like he had the strain. It never looks mm -hmm. like he always made it look easy. Mm -hmm. You know, from yeah. his early 20s. I mean, I'm going back probably 30 years now, close to, you know, yeah. following this guy. And he just, he always makes it look easy. Hold on a second. We got yeah. some more comments here. We got Dennis saying definitely not recently. Yeah, those that, that photo. I, I think that's a little unfair that they put that in there. Uh, an old photo like that. They but, do that uh, all the time. The, it's the internet, and you yeah. know that's that's the way it works. Drive a little track. It helps the narrative if they're writing something negative. Yeah, uh, he's back in shape. Fozzie is going on tour soon, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. He's got his own band. Yep. Uh, Fozzie's been around for a long time. Yep. Uh, I love a good live stream podcast. If I start commenting too much, no, nah, man. Uh, say whatever you want to say. Uh, it's always welcome here. Uh, you never know that the comment that you put down. Uh, might steer the conversation in a different mm -hmm. direction. So this is a stream with a completely organic conversation. Yep. Uh, we come in with a couple of bullet points. Eric's been with me almost from the beginning, uh, and we just kind of go. So, yeah, it's all good. We love the interaction. Yeah. W, class move. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Can you clarify that one? 52 is like 72 in wrestling dog. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure that's probably true. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, I don't, you know, necessarily want to see, you know, a 52-year-old guy still trying to do the same things when he was 22. What, what helps with Jericho, though, is he takes those sporadic breaks to go tour with Fozzie. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not always slamming himself on the mat. Uh, hold on a second. At 52, Jericho is a much better wrestler than Hulk Hogan during his NWO run, 44 years old at the time, I believe. Jericho should, shouldn't be vying for a world title, but he's still very capable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, a world title will put him constantly on the road. Right. 
a world title will, you know, he'll never get off the road. And yeah, yeah, I got, the, I, I saw an interview with him recently, uh, you know, spending more time with his family. I think his, his two girls are grown now or he has children and they're grown now. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that, that's it's a little different now. Uh, in the ring. I think he was finishing the comment. Uh, still very you. capable in the ring. Yeah, yeah, still very capable. Yeah. Yeah, and Verb, yeah, Verb is agreeing with you. Uh, face green, smiling face green, smiling face green, smiling. Oh, he he posted a bunch of emojis. That's what that is. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Like Spike, y'all. Legends get tenure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that seems fair. Uh, Jericho is a great non-wrestling interview too. Yeah, he can almost do stand-up. I listen to his podcast. His podcast talk is Jericho is really good. Hundred percent about the Pauls. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Those guys are the real deal. It's not a fluke anymore. It's been too many years. Macho Man was my yes. guy as a kid. Yeah, who doesn't love the Macho Man? Yeah, totally. Even even the females are assassins today. Yeah, the, these women are, yeah, they're really something. Um, I have to get into this. I have to find a way to get. See, I'm curious because, like I said, I, I'm posing this question without opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen Jericho in a while in the ring. Um, so I offer no informed opinion. I, I'm just sort of generating the conversation. But I'm genuinely curious about this AEW. And again, um, I try to work around to get TNT, but it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't get it. Uh, and I think Discovery has something called AEW because I have a Max HBO. Mm-hmm. And so that comes with Discovery. And they have something called AEW All Access. Okay, uh, but it's like behind the scenes. Like, uh, I, I want to see some matches. Right. I want to see some matches. Um, because I mean, if we're talking about Jericho at fifty-two, and again, I'm not setting this up with an opinion either. You know, we got to talk about Sting. Yeah, he's still he's still doing it. He's, he's in doing sixties. He's doing it with Jericho. And the thing is, I'm I'm like, don't watch AEW, but when you get away from the people that are hating on AEW just because they're WWE boys, you know what I mean? You know. Yeah. Some people can't fucking separate that. Wrestling's wrestling. Sit down, yeah. shut up, watch the shit. Yeah. I'm hearing nothing but praise from what Sting is being able to do at his age. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's yeah. great. And with, with Jericho, the whole retirement thing, here, here's what it is. If he can still do it, whether it's tag matches or not, if he can still put on a good performance, if he can still – Bring you in with that microphone talk, you know, that shit talk. I'm pretty sure he's a heel right now. Why? Use him to your advantage. Because if he retires, you'll never be able to see him do his thing. You know, you want to see that shit talker get his ass beat. But you know what? Sometimes he's got to beat the good guy. You know what I mean? And if he can still do it. And still do it and make it believable. Make it entertaining. Not to knock Ric Flair, but like. His last match, or like the retirement yeah, match, we're, we're not going to get into. Yeah. But if, if Jericho can still do it, whether he's the Jericho of old or not, who really cares? If he can still do it in an entertaining way, in a believable way, I say why why leave? Why yeah, retire? If, if he's an asset to the company, and it's sounding clearly from what people are saying in the chat, he still is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And he's still able to do it in a way that's, again, believable. Uh, without taking unnecessary risks right. um, to himself, not in a Mick Foley kind of way. Correct. Um, you know, that that kind of thing, because I remember those stories 
uh, where Foley would say that, you know, he, he was driving his family one time and then he couldn't remember how to get home. Right. Like, and he, he told his wife and his wife was like, you're going in there to tell Vince. And, you know, yep. he was like, once Vince heard that, he was like, no, you're done. Yep. You know, which he, I guess he still came back a couple of times sporadically, but. Yeah, they, it wasn't like headshots and stuff like that like yeah. it was before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, 52 is not a retirement age from pro wrestling. 52 is not a retirement age from anything nowadays. Mm-mm. You know, 52 is not a retirement age. Um, so, I, you know, I, I guess if, if he's continuing to do it, Mm-hmm. Let him do it, and then when he's ready, he can step down. Uh, Verb says, Sting is such a goat. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I remember Sting from 30 years ago at UWF, the Blade Runners. Uh, obviously, his knees aren't quite what they once were. Mm-hmm. Man, that guy had a vertical jump like nothing I had ever oh, seen yeah. before. That's Sting or Splash. Yeah, man. And he, he would just jump up in the air and come down with that fucking mm-hmm. fist on people. You're like, holy shit. Yep. These guys were scary. Um, I, and, go ahead. I was gonna say I and I remember like when my dad would watch you know you know when it was WCW but that was before you know I started watching you know when he had the, the bleach blonde hair you know they called him Surfer Boy Sting you know from Venice Beach with it with and him and Luger you know were the were the pretty boys type of thing yeah I I remember he's he's changed over he's another one that changed his persona you know what I mean he was the Blade Runner and then he became Surfer Sting and then he dyed his hair brown and he was still a good guy but he was kind of he willing to break the rules a little bit, but he was still that ultimate good guy. Yeah. And then when the NWO got involved, and he was hanging out in the rafters he like the crow for, yeah, for a fucking year. And then yeah. he joined Wolfpack, and he painted himself red. He was a more happy-go-lucky sting. And then when he went to TNA, and he completely lost his mind, he was trying to act like the Joker. You know what I mean? Yeah. He kept it going and kept himself relevant. And because it's sting, he he you knew he could make it work, and he always yeah. did. Uh, another one that just had everything. Yes, he, he was he was a complete package, mm-hmm. and you know, dependable and reliable. Um, you know, never any you know craziness that you know you heard of outside of you know I guess what the everyday craziness is that is professional wrestling. Um, you know, just another solid professional, still doing it. Yep, still doing it. I, I couldn't tell you why. I guess it's in. I, I think for some of these guys. Their blood. I, I don't. Yeah, it's in the blood. I, I I was trying to think of a way to say it that wasn't didn't sound like a put down. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just in the blood. Yeah. It's just in the blood. It is that way. So Jericho stays. I think that's the uh, that's the conclusion that we've arrived at on. I this say channel. for yeah. 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 I think so. I think so. I think that's fair. All right. Um. Is there? This seems like a good place to uh, bring it to a close. Um, is there anything that you wanted to get to before that we did not, um, not specifically. I mean, I just, I, I just had fun talking wrestling, but with with Jericho, it's just, I think he's even now, I mean, he's, once he does officially retire, you know, he's first in ballot for that hall of fame that they have, you know what I mean? The WWE. And, um, he left on good terms because even in AEW, he still did the Stone Cold podcast, and that's on the network. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's still that working relationship. He's He doesn't need to prove anything anymore. He's been world champion many times, many places, keeps reinventing himself. When he is gone, it's going to suck. You know what yeah. I mean? But he's got that legacy, and that's one good thing about, like, 
Peacock, with the network, he will always be around for, for new generations to see how good he was in the ring. But then when they just gave him that mic and they just said, go for it. And, and it helps with him being, a, a, you know, in the music business, you know, he, he, he wants to be a rock star so he can still be that rock star guy yeah. in the ring. And that helps yeah. too. It, it's one of those things that, um, because of you know social media and things like that so many of these stories and i want to expand in this direction mm-hmm. um are now being recorded mm-hmm. you know so many of these wrestlers are being interviewed by channels yep. and podcasts and you know uh you know so many fans out there you know and, and so many of these stories are being recorded for history mm-hmm. you know as these guys move into you know, you know, the later years, you know, mm-hmm. I remember when uh, WrestleMania was coming around, I was just watching like two weeks worth of interviews that mm-hmm. somebody had gotten from Greg the Hammer Valentine. Oh, really? And he's just, yeah, if you type out Greg the Hammer Valentine into your YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, there's this one where he's just sitting on this couch mm-hmm. and like someone puts a mic in front of him and it's broken into clips. There's, okay. like, there's like a hundred clips with a different story. Uh, every one of them are great. He seems like the nicest guy in the world. I got it. I got two boxes of uh, behind me. I'm going to try to do either this weekend or next. I'm going to send you all them shoot interviews so you can hear okay. some of those stories. Uh, you'll get a kick out of what I'm sending you. I'm going to keep it a secret, but yeah, you'll dig it. Okay. All right. Yeah, that'd be cool. Very nice. Thank you very much, man. Absolutely. Um, all right. I guess this is as good a place as any to bring it to a close. Um, Eric, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, since we got a couple new people in the chat, you can sub to my Hey Internet Eric here YouTube channel. I've taken a couple. Yep, thank you. I've taken a couple weeks off just to just to get away from it. You know what I mean? But I'm coming back starting next week. And lately, I've been reviewing a lot of shitty movies, and I'm sick of it. I, I'm gonna for the longest time, other than like the occasional request, I'm gonna do nothing but movies I want to talk about. Good. Like I'm doing Rocky. Rambo, eventually Mission Impossible. Uh, thank you for subbing, Verb. But one thing I did, I did think it was funny, and I'm going to do this, and I think you got a kick out of it too. I'm a 40-year-old guy. You see how I am. I, I love wrestling. I love horror movies. Everyone online is bitching about that fucking Barbie movie. I'm going <laughs> to sit down just to, just to do it. you got to see it. And I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to review it as an adult watching a fucking Barbie movie, but I'm like, to see what all the complaining is. So other than that, I'll be doing nothing but movies I want to watch. But again, you can also follow me on Twitter. Same name. Hey, Internet Eric here. Uh, Dennis says later. Thanks, thanks, Dennis, for stopping in. Thanks, uh, we'll Dennis. be doing some more wrestling, and I want to do it with frequency. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to do this like every you know other month or something like that. Yeah. Uh, we just got to come up with some um, some other topics. Absolutely. These sorts of things as I begin to catch up mm-hmm. uh, a bit more. So yeah, I'll start that tonight. All right. Um, from this channel, here I am. Um, like the video, please. Uh, leave a comment for everyone who catches in on a replay. Uh, sub to the channel. Uh, one word comment is fine. It helps drive traffic this way. Um, we'll be back next week uh, covering a wide variety, whether it's sci-fi or you know relevant content for what's going in here, uh, going on these days uh, in film. Um, I probably should do a video of that stupid talk to me video just to tell, tell people to stay away from it. But these shitheads won't listen. You know, the minute you tell them it's shitty, uh, they got it. You know, it's like, you know, just th- they just throw money at people. So, yep. for for what that's worth. All right. Um, I think that's it for us. And we will see you all in the next video. Later, Gators. Cheers.